So look, guys, if you're looking for uh, no mess, no dirt cleanup, fast and easy way to install aluminum fencing, we've got the solution for you right here. This patented system is exactly what you want to speed up your process and put more money in your pocket at the end of the day. Welcome to My Fence Life's bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day. Dan and Cannon share their phone conversations with each other and conversations with industry leaders and fencers to find out about their day. There's no telling what you'll hear them talking about. This edition of Ask Me About My Day is powered by My Salesman. Woo! The most effective lead qualifying tool on the market saves you precious time and money by pre-qualifying your leads. No, before you go. Hello? Mark. Hey, what's up? Hey, Dan Blanc, Fence King. What's happening, man? Just chilling. Trying to survive the hurricane again. Yeah, how'd it go, man? Um, it was just a Category 1. It's like a thunderstorm. That uh, was probably more of a tropical storm than anything. Yeah, yeah. It's not. They're not a big deal. They just bring a lot of rain and push some water into the coastal areas, but it's nothing major, man. Usually not a whole lot of wind. The only good thing they're good for is the fences that you would be replacing next year, they're knocking those down, you know? Yep, we've already got plenty of those calls. Yeah, how how are y'all doing with that? Y'all went through uh, what hurricane was that? Ian. Yeah, how, did you get a lot of phone calls from that? Uh yeah, we did. Yeah, we get really a free fence. I think we're scheduled to do that. I might do another one here. Nice. Yeah, they always uh, the storms always send a nice good boost to the economy, you know. But unfortunately, a lot of people have to go through some pain for that, you know. Yeah, it was true. Well, look, man, I'm calling you because I saw this video you put out on Facebook with these uh, aluminum aluminum post or aluminum fence that you're putting up by driving post, and it just so happens the post you're driving are aluminum, right? 100% aluminum. <clears throat> so um, what, do you, what are you calling these things? We're calling them the I-post. Okay. Some very fitting. <laughs> yeah, since everybody's got an iPhone and an iPad and an iDisc, why not call it an iPost and do a play on words? Because I, I was on your website. I went to, um, I found them on swifence.com, and I ordered a line post and I ordered a corner post because I want to see how they're going to work with my courtyard or diggers or DSI, whatever you want to call it, aluminum. I want to see how it's going to work. I got a little section of fence to do at my house and. I'm like, we're going to drive these and see how it is, you know? Um, so I was on your website, and I like how you're calling it the no-dig. You can't can't get any better than that, right? That's just that's what we're known for down here in Florida. We started that uh, before I came here, and then we've just kind of continued that, and I decided when I moved down here that I was done digging holes. I, I just don't want to dig holes. Yeah, man, I hate it. it it's... <laughs> I think the biggest problem is um, just dealing with the dirt, man, you know? Um, For me, it was the dirt and the water. Uh, the first job I did, one of the first final jobs I did, we were 
doing it between two houses and the new development and all the water collects right there in the middle. And it was nothing but a sloppy mess. Hadn't rained forever, but they still had their sprinklers going. I said, you know what, this is it. If we would have drove that job, it would have been so much easier and less mess for them. And we ended up resodding half her backyard because of it. And it was just terrible. And I just said, we're not going to do that anymore ever again. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pain in the butt, man. Um, I mean, that's the whole reason why I'm getting into staining, because it gets so wet down here, and it rain when it rains. I'm like, you know what? We have to turn these rain days into days that we can make money, and keep keep my teams working. So that's one reason why we're getting into staining, because then I can have my guys go clean fences on a day that it rained or it's too wet to work. Because you're not going to be tearing up a yard, cleaning a fence like you would be digging holes and pushing a wheelbarrow full of concrete or whatever the case might be, right? Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I started doing postmasters and driving them for the same reason you're figuring out a way to drive posts for aluminum fencing. Tired of the cleanup, you know? Yeah. If you think about how much it rains down here in Florida in those rain days, maybe we can't work during the rain day, but a lot of people are rescheduling jobs for the day after because it's too wet. I, I think about those heavy clay areas, you know, up in Ohio and a lot of different areas where the rain just makes a muddy mess and it'll stay there for three, four days. And so they have to push those jobs out. Well, guess what? Those jobs aren't a problem now because we can go right in there right after the rain stops and put your fence in and it'll be like, we're never there. Yeah. I mean, the most part is you got a little cattle trail from walking back and forth to working, but normally that stuff is easily fixed. Nothing like pushing wheelbarrows and, digging holes and having to get clay and mud and everything picked up, you know? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm, I don't know if you do it either, but we track our rain days, you know, so I can tell you that there's X amount of rain days on average per year in my region. So those, I don't track, I'm sure the weather service does, and I can go look that up. <laughs> well, I don't look at it as, oh, it rained today. I looked at it as it was, even if it doesn't rain, I mark it as a rain day if I'm not able to work because of the rain. So if I've got 30 days in a year that I can't work because it's too wet or it rained, then that's five down six. That's six weeks out of the year that we just couldn't work. So yeah. staying in fences or cleaning fences, I could do that during that time and get them prepped for when it's time to stain. And then also with driving postmasters, when I saw that, I was like, dude, this is this is good. We could drive post on the day after it rains. Yep. So when I saw your video on Facebook and saw you explaining it and, and going through it, I mean, I, I, you kind of went to the extreme. I can't imagine anybody using one of those handheld pounders. But I'm sure there's homeowners out there might do that if they only got a little section to do. They're not going to go buy a three, four thousand dollar driver, right? And that's what we know from all the other videos we've put out is that there's a lot of homeowners that buy our stuff and they don't want to shell out three thousand dollars for a driver. They don't even want to shell out six thousand or six hundred dollars for a driver. So we're giving them another option and saying, hey, this is a way you can do this is a way you can do this without digging holes and still use the no dig method. Yeah, yeah, I like that no dig method the whole no dig thing so these posts they're they're eye shaped so then that way the panels can slide in in the eye portion the spacing in the eye portion and then you can run a screw on the flat part of the eye correct 
Yeah, so the fence installs exactly like a normal normal aluminum fence. So you typically you've got screws that go through the post uh, that are pre-drilled in your post and go into the rails and that locks your rails in there. Well, those same screws now are going to set your height for you, keep the post from rattling because there's just a the posts are just the I beam or the I posts are just slightly undersized from your inner dimensions of your two by two post and that keeps everything from rattling it locks everything together and gives you a nice neat clean look um you know and and then that video you saw on facebook too i showed you two different ways of doing that um i don't imagine anybody really looking at the first way i showed that but i wanted to be very fair to the both systems you know we use a donut system and a pipe system for our vinyl because nobody's come up with a different way of doing that one yet but you know, by the time you buy the adapters, spend the time to get the adapters all lined up and then put them over a piece of inch and five eighths pipe, which I don't feel like, you know, if you're buying an aluminum fence, why go galvanized and, and then reduce it back down to galvanized pipe right. where you can keep everything aluminum and is it really stronger? You know, so I spend a lot more time doing all that stuff and screwing donuts on and trying to get them to height where I could just buy a post specifically purposed for aluminum fence and keep my fence 100% aluminum and move on. with the, the, There's no cost savings really to use the, the bracketed system or the adapter system versus just buying the, the I-post and uh, driving those. Yes, and anybody that's been driving for any kind of time says is experienced and can keep those straight and it's really not a not a challenge at all no it's not it's not we've gotten driving postmasters down pat so that's one thing i noticed when i was on your website you know there's no special adapters there's no donuts there's no stiffeners right um you can buy a case of uh uh if you don't have black screws because like i have diggers we don't it's screwless so i'm gonna have to figure out how to use a screw system on this to to do it because we're gonna start driving these but you can buy it but I think bulk. for you, yeah, I think for you, probably just adding a self-tapping screw down at the dirt line or just below dirt, adding a stainless steel self-tapper down there would probably suffice. Um, you may find that you need to add one a little bit higher on the post, but uh, it might be fine without it. So a little bit of testing, I think, will solve your problem pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, that's why I want to test them at my house. Now, I noticed you're because you're pulling the, the fence up and down to make it roll, um, you're not going ahead and, and cutting the post at ground level. You're actually cutting the post a little longer. And I see Sean's coming up with an, an adapter to help you with that to where you can put it on top of the post, tap the post three, four inches into the ground because the ground's already been disturbed by you driving the uh, eye post, correct? Yeah, so we usually cut them anywhere from four to six inches longer than the height of the fence, you know, so wherever the bottom of the fence would normally be, we want four to six inches below there. And obviously, if you knew that you were going to have some fence that may be set up higher than grade, then you you would want to add to that. But, you know, I think in one of my videos on YouTube, I showed where we ended up leaving the fence up an extra foot, so we didn't cut quite as much off of those posts. But right now, we have to buy all of our posts the way the manufacturers are making them typically for everybody else. So we're buying full 70 inch posts and then cutting those down ourselves in the field. And so we just, you know, like say four to six inches um, below where the bottom of the fence would be. And then that easily taps into the ground after you've driven your eye post. Um, It takes no effort whatsoever. Well, you see, my thing is with diggers, um, the shortest post they sell is a six and a half footer. 
So we're going to be cutting off a lot of post. And I think what we're going to, what we hope to find is, is we'd like to get some manufacturers on board with us that start offering some shorter posts because ultimately we're throwing that away and we don't want to be, you know, so even if it was one or two manufacturers that really stepped up and said, Hey, we want to work with your system. Um, then, then that's what we're going to be looking for uh, out of maybe Jareth or Elite or um, Antebellum or one of the manufacturers just needs to step up and says, hey, we'll work with you and we'll sell posts shorter just for your your system. And then we can point a whole bunch of people their way uh, when they want to use the driven system. Yeah, imagine if they sold a post five foot long. You'd be saving a foot and a half a post. That would be saving, you'd save waste and you'd, it would help offset the cost of uh, buying the I-B. Yeah, exactly. And and every I look at every little piece that takes time and it takes time to cut the post down. Right. You know, so if I can eliminate that step, that's, you know, granted it only takes us 30 seconds to do that, but still that adds up over a year. So I heard some guys on that here. I saw some guys mentioning, you know, that that aluminum I-beam you're using. Oh, man, it's the same thing as as the uh, the vinyl rail that you put in that aluminum vinyl rail when you're doing a, a vinyl. Um, yeah, that's not the case, right? There's been a couple of people say, hey, I've seen those in, in vinyl fencing, and I can assure you that this is not something that was taken from the vinyl fencing industry and adapted for aluminum fence. If I tried to drive one of those I-beams for, that they use as a rail stiffener, um, we used a bunch of those, and they're paper thin. You would never, ever get those things to go on the ground. Your driver would destroy them, number one. And number two, they wouldn't be strong enough to actually hold the fence up. You'd actually be building a weaker fence, which, as you can see from the video I did, these are not building a weaker fence. This is a much stronger fence. That I-beam is very, very difficult to bend. And you can see where I'm reefing on it. And I'm not a thin guy anymore uh, just to try and get the fence in line. And I'm flexing it all over the place, and it won't, won't buckle. If I did that same, pulled on the two-inch post without the I-beam inside of it, it'd fold it right over. Yeah, yeah. So how how are you seeing them uh, react to roots? Because, you know, roots is an, is an issue for me. Other guys, you know, it's shale, it's rock, you know, whatever whatever they're, whatever they need to overcome. What, what are you seeing when you're driving these posts compared to the other posts? Is it pretty much... The same thing we're seeing if you were driving galvanized post or postmaster. Yeah, hey, this isn't. Uh, there's nothing magical about it. If you can't get a galvanized pipe in the ground where you're at, then these probably aren't going to drive any better. Or a postmaster, these won't drive any better. Um, other things to consider: utilities. I've had people ask me, "What do you do if there's utilities?" It's no different driving post than if you were digging a hole. You still have to be concerned with that stuff, and you still have to be mindful and exercise some common sense, but the system works. And if you do have a utility or let's say you do run into obstacles in the hole and you just can't get it drove, I think in one of the videos I said, hey, we, we dug down because we had a root at two feet and that's just not deep enough to get a solid. And so what we did was dig a hole and we ended up having to pour that one full of concrete. Sometimes we can't avoid it, but wherever we can, we do. And we find that on a job where there's, 50 posts, we might have to concrete one or two of them, you know, right. just because of the root issue. I mean, it doesn't 100% eliminate the possibility of digging or trying to dig to expose a utility or avoid a utility. It just lessens the chance that you're going to have to do that. Yeah, we have to do the same thing when we're driving our postmasters, man. You know, if the customer decides they want to go in front of the uh, electrical box or they want to go in front of the gas meter, then, 
you know, we get it sprayed by, uh, you know, call before you dig. They spray it. And they're like, oh, we can't drive right here. So we hand dig the hole and we end up concreting that post, you know. <laughs> Sometimes we hand dig and we find the utility and then we just move the post accordingly and then drive it the rest of the way. And still yeah, concrete, there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways we can do with that. We can move it over a little bit. Sometimes we can cut the section back just a little bit and span span it so that we miss it once we know where the utility is. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the utility is a cable line and it's only 10 inches deep. We find it and then we drive right next to the cable line and we can still get it four feet deep. Well, guess what? I'm not concrete anymore. Um, I have to say this. Can I just say this, Dan? You can say is whatever you want, Mark. If you are the type of person that can't figure out what to do in those situations, you're probably in the wrong industry. If you think that you can't do this stuff, you can't drive because there's utilities, you shouldn't be digging either. You've <laughs> got to have some common sense. And I feel like some days there's some guys out there that are not exercising a lot of common sense. You know, hey, I live in a boulder patch and that doesn't work where I'm at because, you know, we're, we're nothing but shelf rock. Guess what? You're not going to be able to drive a post. If you can't drive a post ordinarily, then you won't be able to drive these. And this is not just the I-beam system. This is driven I, because I'm such a proponent of driving fence posts all together. I get these all day. And you know what? It's not the be-all, end-all. It's a tool in your toolbox, not the only thing that exists. In Florida, I can drive every day, all day. I don't have any problems. But in Wyoming, we have areas where we flat can't drive. We can't drive because by the time we got them in, they'd probably be three inches out of line. And they'd be so loose that you'd be able to pop them right back out of the ground. We're not going to drive in those cases. But I could go maybe a half mile down the road and driven fence works great. So you have to know your area and use some common sense. And if this works for you, then that's great. And if it doesn't, keep it in mind for a place where it might work for you. Look, we do the same thing, man. You know, we keep track of how many feet per man, per hour our guys are doing. And... Not only do we do that, but we also keep track of the city they're in and the subdivision or the portion of town. And I can tell you right now, we got a subdivision, Greenleaves. They love trees. And I'll tell you what, if somebody in Greenleaves wants a postmaster job, we have to put more money on it because we know we're going to have roots and we're going to have issues. And there's going to be posts that we can't drive. We just know it because of the oak trees that are in there, you know? So... um I mean, it's just, it's a no-brainer when it comes to that. We're actually going to double down and um, probably put some more aggressive drivers on machines. Uh, because here's the reality is you can drive anywhere. It's a matter of how much power you put behind it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so we're using the gas-powered drivers and, you know, schedule makes them, Rhino makes them ready driver, whoever. But there's hydraulic drivers, which are a little bit more powerful. There's air drivers, which can be really powerful, especially if you want to pack all that weight. And then there's, you know, the concrete breaker, the breaker style drivers that we're going to adapt to our MT-85 or, and go into backyards. And we'll probably sail right through routes. Won't even be an issue. Yeah. And so it just depends on how much power you want to put behind it, but you can get it done. So I'm real big on doing things at ASTM standard because I like to give people a lifetime workmanship warranty and tell them, hey, we're going to build your fence properly according to, you know, the national standards. And when you drive in post, what, what's, the, uh, what's the formula for when you drive in post? So I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what it is. is it's whatever the dig, the dig depth is, you have to add six inches. So what we do... Um, we would not set anything less than two feet. In fact, I won't even do two feet. It's usually three. I'm just going to start off at three feet. So for a four-foot chain link fence, I'm just going to drive it three feet in the ground and call it good. 
but it's a minimum of two feet. And then for every additional foot, you have to add six inches. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're doing a four foot fence, it's two foot. And then five foot fence is going to be 30 inches. Six foot fence is going to be 36. But we go beyond that for what we do. That's the minimum for ATS, ASTM standards is whatever the dig set depth is plus six inches. Yeah, so that's what we're doing with our four foot fences. We're going thirty inches. We're doing, we're not doing twenty four. We do thirty on those, and that's another reason why I liked diggers is because you don't get a six foot post for a four foot fence. You get a six and a half foot post, mm-hmm. and it, I just think it makes a better job, man. I love I love that those posts are longer. So if I'm going to drive, we're going to drive the minimum of thirty inches, but then that all depends on your area and where and where you're at, you know. Um, there's times, like you said earlier, you did a job in between two houses. It was a swale where all the water goes, and you dug it and made a mess and had to reside somebody's backyard, right? Well, if we're driving postmasters in that situation, we always drive them deeper because it holds water. And this red clay, when it gets wet, it wants to get nice and spongy, and fences don't like that, you know? Yeah. So, so that's... One of the things I hear from people all the time is that if you follow any of us on SWI Florida on Facebook, you can see a lot of the comments. Anytime we start talking about driven fences, the first thing, what, no concrete? But here's the thing. People think just because you added concrete to something, you somehow miraculously made it stronger. You didn't. I went to a job last week at the end of my neighborhood, 10 houses down from me, and we were putting in the gate, and there was maybe maybe 10 pounds of concrete on every post. I could pull the, I could pull all the posts out by hand. I went over there with one hand, ripped them over and pulled them out. They had concrete. Did that somehow make it stronger? No, it didn't. Was that that vinyl fence that was blown over? No, that wasn't the vinyl fence. Uh, That's just another, I'm going to probably start a series on all the just trash fence that I pull out every year. (laughs) It's going to be a TikTok. It's going to be on SWI Florida's TikTok. We're just going to, every day when we rip out fence, we're going to, well, how well is this post set? Because I can go over to so many fence posts and just pull them out one-handed. But you know what? These people use concrete. You know, I laugh at the people that are like, oh, we set this final post and and we used a whole 60-pound bag of concrete on that. I'm like, that's a joke. Really? It's a joke. Yeah. What is that concrete really doing for you? Yeah. Well, you know, being that we build the ASTM standards, we're doing eight inch round holes 30 inches deep it's taking 120 pounds of concrete easy on those posts yeah easy Easy. when we dig when we dig in wyoming if we have to we dig a 12 inch hole for a vinyl post because even in a 12 inch hole your diagonal section of the vinyl post is almost seven inches so that's only giving you two and a half inches on the corners diagonally Mm -hmm. cover and then we dig those 36 inches deep. It'll take us five 80-pound bags to fill that hole full. And one of the reasons is, is because we stab our posts in, so we fill the hole full of concrete and then stab the vinyl into it. Uh-huh. We're using a ton of concrete. But those fences, the last thing you want to do is rip out one of our fences. I, I guarantee you, you do not want to have to run into one of our fences. <laughs> we don't like tearing out our own fences. It doesn't matter if it's chain link or what because we know it's set right. So, so there's no dig system that you have with these eye posts they're fast they're easy there's no dirt cleanup there's no mess right yeah you could i could install the entire fence myself uh if you really want to run a one-man crew two is 
the video doesn't do it justice because I was training the one we did on YouTube. But the reality is, is one guy could go out there and install a fence on his own without any help whatsoever. So tearing up a yard is a thing of the past, especially where you're at. Right? No excuse for tearing up a yard. No excuse whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, not, not in the type of soil conditions we're in. Right. So um, how, do I, how do I get these things, man? I know I went on SWIFence.com. But you were telling me for contractors, fence guys, that uh, you have a license, right? Yeah, so uh, what we've done is we've kind of thought about the way to do this. And because we sell so much to the general public and we, you know, our YouTube channel brings a lot of customers to us, um, we want to be able to sell to them, but they won't be able to buy at the same price as contractors do. So if you want to buy a license, it's $1,000 annually. And you can buy as many of them as you want. Uh, the cost doesn't go up, but you do get to save 20% off of uh, what everybody else buys them at. So a uh, homeowner that buys 20 of them to do one job is going to pay significantly more than you will as a contractor because they're only going to do one job and they're going to pay a higher price per post to basically license the system from us. Um, we figure it takes about six jobs for you to pay for that license. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in the savings of what you know, your twenty percent discount, and let's not talk about how much you can get done because you're working on these projects and rain days and stuff like that. So the benefits are endless um, for what it can do to your business and how much more efficient it can make it. And let's face it, nobody likes hefting concrete around either. Yes. Something else we have to talk about. <laughs> how many jobs you, you ever had a job done and you get yelled at by the customer because it looks like crap because they spilled concrete all over the posts and the panels? Yeah, yeah. I got my guys out there, every aluminum job, when they're done, we got to wipe it all down because um, we're uh, we're dry packing and the dust, you know? It's terrible. Yeah. That's time. That's time. And time is money. I just looked at a fence the other day on Facebook and you can see the bottom of every rail had concrete all over it and the bottom of every post. And once that stuff gets wet, it stays on there and you're going to be wiping every single bit of that down it doesn't just rinse off like you would hope it could no it doesn't you got to wipe it off and i don't have those problems anymore yeah yeah so how do how is there a special website we need to go to to learn about how to become a licensed uh i-beam i-post contractor yeah so right now the best way to do it is message me on facebook either swi fence or swi florida uh, either one of those or myself, if you're a friend of mine, you can message me, let me know your interest. We are developing the licensing agreement. So once you sign a licensing agreement, have your money put in, then we'll, uh, you can buy all the posts you want. Um, if you're skeptical of this system, let me know and we'll, we'll send you some tests, you know, test it out, test it out on a job and see what it does for you. But I tell people ultimately you need to try it for three jobs to get a fair shake because the first one you're going to learn on, the second one you're going to start getting it figured out, and by the third one you're really going to know what you're doing and you'll be able to see where you're saving. Yeah, yeah. And, but, two, uh, and also, for those that don't know, you've got a couple YouTube channels. One of them is a Successful Contractor, right? Yep, Successful Contractor, and then the other one where we uh, talk more about systems and processes for installation and tools and stuff is SWI Fence. Okay, cool, cool. So look, guys, if you're looking for uh, no mess, no dirt cleanup, fast and easy way to install aluminum fencing, we've got the solution for you right here. Yeah, this uh, this patented system is exactly what you want to speed up your process and put more money in your pocket at the end of the day. 
Good deal, man. Well, look, I appreciate you taking my call. I just wanted to learn more about this, and I wanted our listeners to hear, you know, a candid conversation about what's going on and 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 how it's working and where they can get it from and and uh, how much better it's going to make them, how much more profitable, and how we're bettering the whole entire industry, man. That's really what uh, you know. We we call the the company that we're distributing this through is iFence, and this is called the iPost, but. Why we did that is because we feel like we want to move the industry forward. We feel like there is technology and new things that can come to market to help make fencing easier than it has been in the past. And I feel like too often we get stuck in the old ways, and concrete is one of those ways that we are stuck in. It doesn't mean that concrete's going to go away 100% forever, but there's a lot of people out there that could be benefiting from these uh, these no-dig solutions. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, man. I'm uh I'm gonna rock on out of here. It was good talking to you. I'll uh hey, nice talk to you, Dan. I'll see you on social media and uh I'm sure I'll be seeing you somewhere soon, some kind of event somewhere somehow. So Are you gonna go to Cabo? Are you gonna go there? Oh man, I don't know, man. It's it's in a few weeks. Um I, I got I got offered to go, but I, I don't know, man. I got a lot of stuff going on at home and I need to I really need to start kind of paying a little bit more attention to my family life. I've been doing so much of this damn podcasting and running Fence King. And then I also got the cell phone tower company that I deal with that I'm a part owner in. I need to, I think I need to maybe not go. And if I go somewhere, go somewhere where I can give Pepper a little bit more attention, you know? So I'm I'm bringing my so that's that's well, how you do that. Pepper wanted to go, and I'm like, look, it's going to be like when we went to uh, Tony Thornton's thing. I'm going to be tied up. You're going to be by yourself. It's not going to be like if you and I went somewhere. So you know what? I told Mark Olson of uh, Job Nimbus, Mark Olson. I was like, hey, man, I'm probably going to do this next year, but I, I, don't, I, can, I don't think I can do it this year. I got too much going on, and I just had two of my kids move back home. So... Yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on, bro. No, I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. I'm taking my wife. It's pretty much the first time I've brought her out to meet anybody fence-related. So let's hope there's some people from the fencing industry there. There should be, man. I, I wanted to go, though. but And I think Pepper, she tore her meniscus. Is that the word? She tore that in her, uh, in her knee. So she's mm-hmm. having a scope done the day before Thanksgiving. And I think the trip was a week after. So we just had a bunch of boxes that weren't getting checked for us to go you know so anyway well look man uh you and tanya have a great time in cabo and uh get on tiktok let me see what that thing's all about post some i'll let you know bye bro you You have a good one later all right man bye thank you for listening to the my fence life podcast And a special shout-out to our sponsors, Southwest Automated Security, our flagship sponsor, and your one-stop shop for gate operators, access control, and video surveillance. Expert Stain and Seal. RealGoodStain.com. Job Nimbus, the best contractor software this side of the Mississippi. Rachel with My Salesman, the lead qualifying software. No, before you go. D&D Technologies, the world's largest and most trusted gate hardware manufacturer and home of the industrial metal Shut It Badass Hinge. And Benji with CleverFox.online. Helping businesses digitally outfox the competition. We invite you to leave us a review. Your five-star ratings and reviews help spread the word to others in our industry. You can connect with Dan and Cannon on Instagram and Facebook at MyFenceLife. 
The concepts and methods discussed are just the perspective of Dan, Cannon, and their guests. We hope these ideas inspire you to go out there and crush it in your own business. I'm Mr. Producer, reminding you to click follow on your podcast app to receive notifications of future episodes of My Fence Life. Thank you.